Intentional surviving unit on Cadia. This is Radio Operator 1 broadcasting from Outpost 11. Our situation is dire, but our resolve remains unbroken. The planet has fallen, but we stand as a testament to the indomitable spirit of Cadia. We will not be forgotten. Cadia stands. Cadia stands. The import protects. Cadia stands. Katie is dead! <laughs> Katie stands! Oh shit! Katie! Katie stands! What's going on, Radio Free Cadia listeners, and welcome to episode six of Radio Free Cadia, a Warhammer 40k podcast. My name is Michael. I've got my co host Tyler here. Gonna say what's going on, Tyler. What's going on? And we've got a great episode for you guys today. Uh, we went to an event a couple of weeks ago. Oh boy, did we do. And we always talk about on this podcast that we are trying to move ourselves into like this competitive matter. We're trying to figure out and how to navigate these competitive events. And we had a bunch of friends that were going to this GT and we both together decided <laughs> we weren't ready for a GT. Not yet. <laughs> weren't ready for the GT uh, list-wise. Weren't ready for a GT monetarily wise weren't ready for gt physically wise yeah there was a lot of things you know we were we talk a lot of big game and i think really what's been messing us up recently is uh we've been doing a lot of tabletop simulator (laughs) and it makes you immediately forget that you're playing with models you don't have so you tune that list just right you go oh crap i don't have these (laughs) models in real life yeah man i was like okay i'm taking my vote 10 I turn around and I got a gray pile behind me the week before the tournament. I was like, oh. So, so yeah. So, if you're not familiar, GT stands for Grand Tournament. RTT stands for Rogue Trader Tournament. Rogue Traders uh, tournaments are a little bit smaller. Uh, Grand Tournaments are much larger. They're, they're much bigger. Uh, so, we actually, the, all of our friends went to Powerful Powerful uh, or Dragon's Lair in Houston. They went to that event. Uh, they have a very large event over there. And we actually went to uh, Battle Pubs, a Rogue Trader tournament that they have once a month, uh, every the last Thursday of every month, I believe. Yes, I think so. And so uh, we opted to go to that one. A little bit cheaper, a little bit smaller of an event. Uh, we didn't really... I mean, I think we knew our list pretty well. For sure. But we, I, I, I want to say that we just didn't know the... I guess the the dance right like we we really didn't know kind of the uh the unspoken rules of a tournament right some it was of the eye opening st- yeah it was very very absolutely eye opening uh we play locally within our like i've been to a lot of horse heresy events and those are mo- yeah. mostly like narrative campaigns you've been to horse heresy events and everything's sure. a little bit more relaxed larger tables everybody's um, cool everybody's cool tournaments are a different vibe like 100% it gets a little sweaty. It gets a little sweaty. Uh, there's a lot of like expectations for you to know your rules, to have you know stuff ready to go. There's quite a bit. It's it's a fast moving event, and really, I think you know both of us kind of decided that hey, although we know our list and we know how to play our list, I don't think we're ready to just go jump into a GT just quite yet. I wasn't ready to be standing for two days, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I feel that. I feel that. I definitely didn't have my army up to painting standards for uh, for a GT. So, I mean, I, it's the same standard for a Rogue Trader tournament, but, you know, there was... There's a sense of pride that when you take your army to a GT. Yeah, you know, I, I got too many friends in Houston that I couldn't let see my <laughs> army, you know? So, um, but yeah, guys, we, we did want to talk on that. Uh I guess, uh, uh, Tyler, explain to me the process of getting ready and what army you took to the GT. Okay, so getting ready. Rogue Trader, RTT, yeah, my bad. RTT. Getting ready, like Michael said, we played a lot of uh, Tabletop Simulator and tested out lists, tested out lists. And then I kind of got a wild hair and I went hard on Tau two weeks before was tuning my Tau list and then realized I have no Tau models, so why am I even tuning this list? Um, it felt good to play against Tau, though. Like It kind of got me ready for Tau, which I didn't play against. But, yeah. You know. And I, I feel like we should do that, honestly, uh, moving forward. Just like play other armies. One that will help us learn the rules of those armies and give us different looks with our armies. Sign me up. Um, 
But then I went back to the Votan and I looked at what I had and what I can make with it. And basically, the list I was running was bikes. I was scouting up, trying to get to the objective first. They were easy to get, easy to paint. So I was like, I'm going to go three sets of bikes, two of my land fortresses, or my Hecaton land fortresses, and um, a bunch of Terminators, right? So real quick, how does your army play? Like, just like not a full, this is exactly what my army is, yeah. but like, what, what's your style here? So my style is... Uh, move fast onto the objectives and get secondaries, hopefully turn one. Uh-huh. Um, secondaries are really hard to score turn one, I feel like. A lot of them are. Right. So being able to scout forward and get like that nine-inch movement towards with very fast models, I have a good chance of hopefully getting an objective. Right. Or two. That's the real hope. So we kind of sit back with the uh, Terminators. We They're slow, so we just charge the... Front of the board, usually it's an advanced roll. Get them up in the middle because they're really, really durable. So I just want them in the middle. And, yeah, you can shoot them, but they're probably not going to die. Set my land fortresses up to have lanes of shooting uh, that I expect. And then also I'm trying to get a feel. So also I'm looking at your de- like how you deployed and try to get a feel for your weak side. And with how much movement, scout movement I have, I can actually shift my whole army to one side of the board and split the board in half. And then I try to overwhelm that one side. So basically, it's just surviving until round two when I deep strike two more units of Terminators or uh, the Hearthguard. Hearthguard in. <laughs> I was like, what Terminators, bro? Yeah, they're, they're Terminators <laughs> in all sense of things. They got power fists and they shoot really well. And they're Thick two boys. Upsides. I get you. Strength six. Um, yeah, so survive till round two. And then once that happens, if I lost the points round Two is just fighting to get the points back, and then three and four and five are just shooting and staying on points. Like, I survive really, really well with them. So, you know you list. You've been practicing in Tabletop Simulator. Yep. Okay. You talked about needing to paint it. That was a, something scary. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Thank God for Airbrush, let me tell you. Airbrush and the paint scheme that I went with really, really made painting easy. I basically painted 2,000 points in a week. Oh my goodness! <laughs> to I think a pretty good standard. Like no, they than, look great. More than a tabletop standard, you know. I think if there was a painting competition, uh, from what I saw in there, uh, I think you would have been in the running for first place. Yeah, that night the knights looked really, really good. Too. That's the that's the armor I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, uh, just to go over my painting, I went with a black armor, which is really easy on my dudes. I would dry brush uh, some gray just to make their panels pop. And then on my uh, vehicles, I would spray a little bit of gray right in the middle of each panel to just, like, show that volume metric of the black. Which, at the end of the day, everybody's just like, oh, you primed them. But it's... Yep, feel that. It's there. But uh, the big thing is I made, like, a glowing effect, a glowing green effect on all of them. Yeah. And uh, basically, I just went with some inks with the airbrush, sprayed where I wanted the glowing effects, hit it with some green, and then went back with a fine tip and uh, dropped greenish white inks into all the runes so it was a pretty easy scheme painted faces that was the hardest part of the yep. whole thing oh i know that um but yeah that's a that was my week leading up to the event it was a lot of late nights the night before the tournament we were just laughing at the tiktok that you posted uh yeah it was three four hours of sleep and we're going to san antonio the next morning before you get there, what were you most nervous about, like going in? Because like it's it's uncharted waters, right? Oh, yeah, you, I sure. think you have a good idea of what events look like, but I, I know I was a little bit nervous. I wasn't sure what I was going to see. What what had you up a little bit? Uh, so my army really struggles, or it did really struggle. I think I'm in a better place now. Uh, it really struggled with like real tanky units, mm-hmm. and we get to see the list and what people are bringing before. And there was a lot of knights. So there was uh, Imperial Knights, Chaos Knights, and then there was also a demon list with just the biggest demons he could possibly bring. Oh, yeah. So those were, like, really, really tough. And then there was a guard player bringing a lot of tanks. So I was kind of nervous about going against them. Luckily, I didn't have to go against any of them, so it kind of worked out. But, um, yeah, I was just – I mean, even on our drive up to there, me and you were just talking about, you know, how to deal with things, how to play it. And it basically comes down to – Survive and play the objective. Um, I think I would have done decent, but it's hard to tell since I didn't play them. <laughs> so my worst nightmare didn't come come true. No, yeah, no, I feel that. But now, dude, I'm, so on my side, 
of getting ready for this event, right? I took Death Watch, right? Yeah. So uh, I had been... <laughs> Let me just say, like, how confident you were with, like, yeah, I got this list locked down. I'm taking Death Watch. I mean, when you, like, I was in the call with you when you had the realization that, oh, I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. <laughs> no, no, 100%. <laughs> like, it was truly so so once again and this is something that i think we probably should talk about in one of our future episodes is we recently got pretty involved with tabletop simulator um i think once we kind of learned the ropes of it figured it out we can essentially i think we knock we can knock out a game in a couple hours yeah so uh, i played two games no three games mm-hmm. this weekend and I played two against you, both under two hours, and then I played one against Rick that went all five rounds, and it was like right at two hours to two and a half hours. Yeah, so we can knock out games pretty quick, and I think uh, the since me and Tyler, you know, we're, we're really just trying to kind of work with each other to dial in our list, I think we can kind of get to that point where it's like, okay, yeah, you would beat me. There's no way I can win from this point. Yeah, and let's discuss. And so point. we discuss, have that breakdown. And I think, uh, so what we were doing is up to the event is I was really dialing in. I, I have a, my death watch list. I've been playing pretty much the same and some, some recent, you know, FAQs came out and I guess some recent changes with the new space Marine codex drop kind of changed some stuff on my death watch side. And, uh, so there was a little tweak to my list where I brought in a judiciar to my big boy squad so they could fight first. Uh, it was a terminator squad that, that can fight first. I'm sorry, Proteus squad with Terminators inside yeah. of it. Bunch of hammers, just and so I brought that into my list, which I hadn't been using. And I don't that, even think we did a test game, honestly. Uh, I don't think yeah, I played against them. I, yeah, no, I, I, no, maybe I didn't. Maybe I, it was just I like I think you just thought of it and like we saw it on paper and we we're like, yeah, that's the answer. Yeah, yeah, I think I I utilized it the same way that would that I would utilize Your big captain or whatever. my my big captain list. And so we played these games. Like I understand, got all my my rules locked in, and uh, uh, we went through a ton of tabletop simulators so I could understand, you know, what works, what doesn't. And I think what really saves you in the tabletop simulator realm is you kind of you kind of push units to their max and see like this is what they're one hundred percent capable of doing, yeah. and this is what they're not capable of doing. This is what I cannot rely on them to do. Like inceptors, like dropping inceptors down. It's like I know that these guys can reliably kill this, yep. and you would think that oh, these guys got three attacks apiece. You know, they're still space marines. Do not get them in combat. Do not fight anything with them. And it's like th- those are situations where it's like oh, I've got enough big boy space marines. Let me charge this unit just to kind of clear some stuff, chaff out, sure. and then you realize oh, they're locked up. I can't do anything with these guys. Now and then you remind yourself oh, they got pistols. They can this, actually still do. They stuff, can actually yeah. still do stuff. So it's a lot of stuff that, you know, these like as these micro rules that come in and these like micro rules, it's like these stratagems that are like very specific and you kind of, you know, bite yourself in the like you you, you kind of bite yourself in the butt thinking later on. It's like, oh, I should have used this when this exact thing happened. If you don't play enough to actually get those events and, you know, it's like, oh, trigger, I need to do this in here. Yep. You completely forget. You go to an event. You forget all that stuff. So, so having all those test games back to back to back to back of locking that list in, it helped out so much. And I'm like, I'm so glad we have each other to practice that on because, yeah, yeah, like, sure. like I couldn't imagine like constantly trying to uh, find somebody in the store and like, hey, who wants to try out, you know, my my this list or that list. We're we're both pretty night alley too when we don't have you know something important going on at work. So, yeah, it, it, we we can stay up late and talk it out. I, I was telling everybody, it's like, you know, just, you know, on the 40K side, having tabletop simulator to just like straight pipe 40K and like yeah. there's no, well, like. You were going back, going back to your point with like, you know, before we get, you know, one to three games, maybe four games in on the weekend. Yeah. So like when you're trying out your list, you want to play them how you think they should be played. Right. And then you get proven wrong. Yeah. And then when you go to the tabletop simulator side, I mean, we get way more games in a week now. And you can play around with units that you might not play around with because you're only playing a couple times a week. Because, hey, you know, if this goes bad, we got another game tomorrow and we can try it out a different way. But also, like you were talking about, like, you kind of got me in the rhythm, which kind of hurt me as well because I stopped looking at my stratagems and kind of reading them. Yeah. But I knew, like, in these situations, this is when I need to use this stratagem. And I kind of had them already in my head. Yep. 
But I did miss a stratagem that is like huge for me that I, <laughs> I haven't been playing. A situational stratagem. Yeah, it's just yeah. like when I need a punch up in fighting, you know, you take your armor, your tempt or whatever, I can add that, that AP back and get my get my sweet, sweet two or three uh, AP. Definitely, definitely. No, it, it really it, it really does uh, help out that we can play against each other. I mean, the th- the problem that I did that did I did run into is, you know, this one list that I could have made work. Right, this yep. one list that I did have all the models for. This one list I had everything painted for. I could have just played that list, but that list would not have done good in a tournament. Like that, yep. it was just it was a fun like. It could run the table pretty hard at my local gaming store, but taking it to a Rogue Trader tournament, I don't think that's going to happen. No. And so I took that list, tuned it up, took it to 10, right? The best I could possibly think of my own. Kind of squeezed everything you possibly could out of it. Yeah, and then I, you know, we play it so many times, and I look back and I go, oh, crap, I don't have these models ready <laughs> to go. Like they, They're unpainted. Like I don't even have some of these assembled. Yeah. And then it was like panic mode set in. It's like, I got to get this going. I got to get these up. So really that that you know that maybe it was a busy month for a lot of reasons but like that was like a big one and the night before it oh, was bro. like I felt like I was just <laughs> sprinting the whole month like Dude. I don't know why. <laughs> and so the the night before the event man I'm sitting there I'm basing my models I'm getting everything ready <laughs> and finally it's like you call it it's like they're done they're back coated they're ready to go. I put I painted all their eyes so we know we're like we'll be okay. How was it a uh, that red sand treating you? Oh, it's horrible. It's still on the ground. You hear this? It's that red sand all over my ground. The Roomba gets it all over the, the magnetic pad. It's horrible. Uh, so, so yeah, so we get ready. We, we crunch. We get ready for the event. And then uh, we carpool up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's a three-round event, 2,000 points, Leviathan. Uh, everything was over best coast pairing, which I think is incredible. I, I love that app. The time and effort they put into that app is, is, is awesome. I mean, they, they really got it figured out because yeah. everything is data driven nowadays and knowing that they gather all that data and they feed it to games workshop to make changes. I love it. That's incredible for sure. And um, then having like me, somebody that, you know, this is kind of their first edition really playing Warhammer Having you knowing at least what units are and being able to go to Best Coast Pairing and look at, uh, you know, the list and stuff and kind of talk about it. And you're like, oh, yeah, that dude usually does this or whatever. And then we can also go to the app and look at it. Yeah. So it's just really nice to, you know, kind of get an idea of what you're going to see and kind of game plan. Definitely. It's, it's, it's super helpful. So as we're going up there, all these lists are already submitted. And we know that there's a Knights player that's going to be there. There's a Chaos yeah. Knights player. And because we've only been playing each other, we're not ready for Knights. I don't, I don't, like, I know that I could fight Knights. I have, you know, I, it's one of the things I got a ton of chain fists. So I know that I've prepared myself for Knights. You can punch up for Knights. Yeah. But I don't know, like, I, I've never fought Knights. I don't know what I'm supposed to do and all this jazz. So. Yeah. And it was a little bit different than what I expected. Everybody that's played knights, like Rick and everybody that's gone to tournaments, you know, they're like, they bring the big knights. There's like four models. And this dude just took armagers for days. Like, armagers for days. Like, they were just everywhere. And, like, they're all toughness 12, I think. It, it's just like, uh, what am I supposed to do against that? So Get stomped, I guess. <laughs> he took first. He went 3-0. and oh, So, yeah. But, I mean, that aside, you know, it, Talking more along the experience side, right? It was, uh, I think, you know, everybody was way more chill than I thought they were going to be. It was, I thought it was going to be real sweaty. I thought everybody was going to just kind of, you know, hey, you know, yep. we're playing an event. You better know your rules. You better have your dice trays. But no, we were paired up against uh, people that were, you know, this was their first event too. There's people that, you know, were still learning the rules. It was their first game. I couldn't imagine. No, me either. Like, not knowing my army and going to an event, like, with how fast-paced those rounds are being played. Just... Yeah. And there was veterans in there, too. There were some individuals that came in with, like, jerseys. Like, they had full-blown, like, team shirts that they were wearing. Like, yeah. it was the full spectrum of gamers. And so that first round, it was random pairing, and they just put you up against whoever. Yep. It was – you didn't have any, uh, any say-so or anything like that. There wasn't any, like, preference. This is going to go with this. It was straight-up random pairing. And, uh, and that's all done through the app, so it's not even like the you know came and blame the to for you know giving somebody a good matchup or something like that. No, and I got blessed and I got to fight Tyranids, which 
I've played against them one time. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing crazy. Um, who who was your first pair against? Uh, I had a uh, Death Guard. I almost said Death Watch, but Death Guard, which I think was a good pair like matchup for me. It just that I mean I'll get into it, but it's just a uh, a really simple. It, it's a dice game, you know. It comes down to it. Yeah, no, for sure, man, for sure. I, I think. Uh, um, I mean. First game, really nervous, was not expecting, uh, it, it, just jumping into an army that I've never played, and I kind of got, I guess, uh, I, I, I was too kind of too much embarrassed to kind of ask, like, hey, what does this unit do, what does that unit do, what does this unit do? Yeah. And so, like, it was one of those learning games where I was like, okay, I'm going to take this event, and all of these units that I've never played against, I'm going to uh, remember how they play, I'm going to take it, to the future events that I play and know stuff to look out for and all this jazz. For sure. And uh, I still, I mean, I played against this guy, Nicholas, man. It was, it was a good game. I mean, it wasn't, uh, it yep. wasn't anything crazy. There's a lot of stuff to learn there as far as on my end. A uh, big, a bunch of big baddies. I did some fun stuff in there. My death watch. Uh, I mean, that's uh, what they specialize in, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The death watch <laughs> uh, charged up, exploded a Norn queen on the <laughs> middle of her objective and blew her up. And I think, uh, ultimately, at the end, when you kind of filter out whatever army you're playing, and you remember, look, I'm not here to kill models. I'm here to get objectives. For sure, everything changes yeah. as long as you understand. The, like, s- stop worrying about what models are in front of you. Those are just obstacles to get your objectives. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you killed. You're gonna have to get like actually perform these secondaries. And I think on my first game, that was a little bit of a, um, like I got that bloodlust. Like I got that bloodlust <laughs> a little early. I'm like, oh, Tyrion is ever played this. Like everybody kept telling me like how powerful this Norn Queen was, and I was like, I'm gonna kill this thing. Like that's my plan. So did she pick an objective or did she pick a unit? Uh, so they they can they can either pick an objective and they become really powerful. Or they can pick a unit, and they're really powerful against shooting or fighting that unit. Uh, she picked an objective. Yeah, so she's just really like defensive, but and you it, had an answer for it. Yeah, and it was the middle objective, and I just ran into it first <laughs> turn, and I was just... Yeah. Uh, we, like, we know what that squad does. Yeah, Judiciar and Terminators and Chain Fist and... Just they went to town. They they exploded her. She actually exploded. That's what was crazy about it was she... Yeah. They, like. I would say it was mostly luck on Nicholas's side, like bad luck and good <laughs> luck for me Yeah, because she exploded and with her explosion, you have to, she's a D six deadly demise. And so I took like two mortal wounds from her deadly demise. Yep. If, if you guys don't understand, it's like when you explode a vehicle, uh, you get deadly demise one, she's a deadly demise D six. So when she explodes on you, you roll a D six and that's how many mortal wounds that unit takes. Which for me, I have a full like Terminator squad, and like they have like four wounds on their shield guy, and yeah, they take two wounds. He goes, "Ow, that hurts." (laughs) Yeah, and then he goes to his people that he's rolling for because it hurts everybody. And you roll a d six for each one. Yeah, he rolled a a six on his hive tyrant. He Hmm. rolled a five on his zone throps. So like he's like just removing models left and right in his back, and like because he stacked them all in that middle objective. Yeah, so he kills like most of his army just. (laughs) Turn one, we love and, that. And I was like, "Wow, okay, this is a good a good step in the right direction, right?" <laughs> and then uh, proceeds to next turn, like Tyranids get like a special battle shock, like when you know, yeah, like when you when you lose half of a, half your unit, you have to battle shock your unit, which is them freaking out. Yep. And so normally you roll two d six, compare it to your leadership. If you roll over your leadership, then uh, you are not battle shocked. And the Tyranids, because they're so, I guess, bloodthirsty or they don't care, they're like all hive-minded, they can actually roll 3d6 for for battle shock. And it's very hard to not go over 6 with 3d6. I mean, an average roll on 2d6 is a 7, and that's usually what leadership is around. So 3d6 is almost automatic, you know? Yeah. So his hive tyrant, which is like your lord... Yeah, uh, rolled a four. <laughs> so like he's, he's panicking. He's covered in goop. Ah! It's acid. He's freaking out, dude. He's like the Squid Death Watcher right here. <laughs> like, and so I was like, immediately you're like, oh cool. It's like let me go kill some other stuff. Like Tyranids are easy. <laughs> like, 
Why is everybody freaking out about them? <laughs> yeah, these things are easy. And then I started getting blasted by like they hurt. Yeah. And then I got like, you know, I got unnecessarily confident, like really quick in the game. I was like, oh, dude, this is this is easy. Just do everybody, pop everybody, just fight everything. And then uh, that big like biovore guy or is it pyro something? Like he's got like a big old a cannon. cannon on his yeah. back. He's just dealing out damage three to everybody. Yeah, they, they hurt. And it's just, it's so painful. Uh, there's lictors. Like, I had the judiciar, which is like a uh, let you fight first and all that stuff. That yeah. lictor just, like, moved in there and just goes, let me get that guy out of there. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me pull him out. <laughs> That's no. He has precision, so he can pick out your characters. And that guy has no invulnerable save. So it was, it was horrible. There yeah. was just nothing I could do. Uh, but it was a fun game all in all. I mean, it was, uh, I ended up, um, running out of time. So we had to kind of do like a, a theory hammer. And, and that's something that I did ask on Reddit. I asked if that was kind of normal to where like, uh, you run out of time in a rogue trader tournament and all this stuff. And, and apparently not, apparently it's not common to run out of time. Hmm. And they said that if you are running out of time, what you need to do is you need to bring your own chess clock. Gotcha. And that way you keep yourself accountable and you keep your opponent accountable to how much time you have in the round. Yeah. Because we were playing, what, two and a half hour rounds? Two and a half, I think. So uh, we ran out of time. So within the last, like, 30 minutes, we did have to kind of theory hammer the last two turns of the game. I mean, I think I theory hammered every one of my games. Yeah, no, for sure. I did too. <clears throat> and talking to the other guys who've been going to events, it seems pretty common that they do that there too. So I don't... I got absolutely crapped on on Reddit for even asking the question. So that's like, crazy. So yeah, they were saying two and a half hours is plenty of time. I was like, what are you doing? And so I want you to grenade launchers. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I, but that's one of the big things that I think is going to have to happen because this weekend, uh, just I mean, talking on that real quick. This weekend, I actually played a guard player, and I I we used a chess clock on TTS. Yep. And they ran out of time, like. On by by fourth turn. Yep. So I mean, I think you know we're 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 doing a lot better now. Yeah. Right. And so I think that we might like I I bought a chess clock. I got it from Amazon. Super cheap. It was like twenty bucks. Yep. And so I'm just gonna take it to the events with me. And what's even crazier, the thing that I didn't know is when you're out of time, you can like roll your own saves and all that shit. But like you're done. Like you don't get to move. Like it's like you frozen time and your <laughs> opponent just gets to play solitaire while you just sit there and watch it, like all the fun happen in front of you. So you can't even do secondaries or anything like that. No, you're just, you're done. You just get shot at. You just kind of like got like Professor Xavier stuck in time. Like yeah, that's wild, man. So we should definitely start playing with chess clocks. Sign me up, man. I'm ready. How'd your first round go? Uh, my first round, I went against Death Guard. Uh, if people don't know, they're extremely slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, lucky for him, it was long board edge, so hot dog style deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't have to go too far. I'm also slow, so this helped me. I got on the objectives fast. I scored secondaries really well. I scored primaries really well. I was pretty much wiping out uh, his whole right side flank. Uh, he had a bunch of vehicles, the... The things that lob, uh, the indirect fire uh, tanks that they have. Yeah, I know. I, know uh, I can't you're... think of their name, but uh, he had them all on the right side. So I did a hard push that way because I knew that was going to be my enemy. So those indirect firing. Mm-hmm. And then he came right up the middle with a bunch of pox walkers and they got obliterated by uh, grenade launchers. Yeah, of course. I think I rolled like 63 hits or something on them. It was disgusting. Because I was w- wounding on twos, so yeah, it was just crazy. They just they don't have a save; they just have a feel no pain. They're gone. Uh, so I controlled middle of the field, and he hurt my guys with the with the indirect fire. My first Terminator squad, so I deep struck my other Terminator squad right behind that squad, and basically screened out uh, everything that he else that he had coming to the middle with that little squad. And they're still so durable that it was. Uh, enough to screen out, you know, for the my fresh squad behind them. Plague burst crawler. Yeah, plague burst crawlers. Um, so I had a hecaton over there. I had pioneers. I had my other terminator or my other uh, hearthkin. No, hearthguard. Mm-hmm. Hearthguard over there, and um, I was just 
holding that lane and I was kind of playing a little cheeky, staying behind cover where you couldn't shoot me and holding the objective. Um, I did everything I possibly could. Uh, it was kind of funny because he picked a um, the plague or whatever that's around them. So they have an aura and it grows every turn. Yep. Um, so it was really short range. Didn't really affect me first turn. So I was hitting really hard. But as he moved units up and that aura grew, his thing that he chose was a direct counter to my uh, judgment tokens. Oh, yeah. So it was like he wasn't playing with rules and I wasn't playing with rules and we were just playing with index cards at this point. So it was kind of just like a, they're tough, I'm tough. It was kind of a defensive battle, but I think I got more of the killing done. He kept his uh, big warlord. Mortarian. Uh, Mortarian in the very back way too long, I think. And we even talked, you know, kind of just... You know, like me and you do at the end. And he's like, yeah, that was my mistake. I kept him back there way too long. I, I think it was like the last turn and he barely made it to the middle of the field. So, mm. um, but we theory, we theoried it out, like you said, because we ran out of time on the end of the third, I think. So fourth and fifth, we theoried out. We did some uh, big rolls. And one of the biggest things is his Terminator squad wiped out my pioneers. I was keeping them busy all game. But he made a nine-inch charge, which was just crazy because those things are so slow. So it was like doing double movement for them. And uh, he charged into my Hecaton, which was on my back objective. And guess what the two cards that he drew for his secondaries were? It was Bring It Down. Okay. And it was Capture Enemy Outpost. Those, that's uh, what? That's 13 points right there? <laughs> that's 13 points right there. I blundered. I burnt two objective markers because it was a uh, not purge the foe. It was the ones where you burn the objective markers and you get points for burning the objective markers. Yes. So you only get five points for burning one in no man's land, and then you get ten points for burning your opponent's uh, deployment deployment one. Yeah, I thought you got five for each one you burned, so I burned both of the ones that I controlled. Oh, you can only get max ten, and I could only well, I could only get five from no man's, so I didn't get to score. A secondary, and I didn't get to score a primary my last battle round because I burnt them. Mm. So I was at 80, 80 points. And if he did that, he was the second player, so he got to score at the end. Mm-hmm. So he got primary on top of that. If he killed my Hecaton, which was hard, he captured my enemy outpost, and he uh, scored at the end, he put him at 81 points. He rolled his dice. I had to make four, three out of the four saves, and I rolled three ones and, and made a save. And I lost my Hecaton and ultimately lost the game. Came down to 81-80. Very close game. Like I said, we were playing with index cards, basically. Cool guy. His name was Gabe. And, uh, yeah, his his army was... I felt like a good matchup for me. I just came down to picking the secondaries and some... Bad luck on my dice rolls and good luck on his. Man, dude, that is wild. What a, what an absolute. <laughs> it was a roller coaster of emotions because I was, like you, I was on a high very early because before that aura hit me, I was hitting hard, you know? Oh, yeah. My Hecaton did a devastating wound of 12 wounds on one of his vehicles, just like knocked it out. Um, and I was leading the game the whole game. And then as that aura kept on engulfing me, I just I was falling flat. And even going into the theory crafting side, I think I had like twenty points on them. And to just like lose it at it's like, you know, falling short of the goal line with the football like an inch away from the goal line, you know? Oh yeah, so no, I feel that. It was very demoralizing, not because of, you know, the player or anything, just the nature of the game. And um I felt good going into my second game, but Definitely demoralized that I lost by one point. Hey, man, that's but the, like I lost my first game by 10 points, and but like it was definitely one of those things like, okay, learn. Like, yeah, I know I like, especially like I, I was mostly excited because I was like, man, I did so well against an army I've never played and like didn't yep. understand anything about it. Yeah, I had to learn live. Here. I've yeah. never played a death card, and so. Yeah, I lost my game by 10 points. And man. I was actually thinking about it, too. Like, the theory in. Like, mm-hmm. you're going so fast, you know, just theorying stuff out. I probably would have moved my Hecaton away from his Terminators because they were so slow. Oh, yeah. 
but since we were theoring it out, we were just like, yeah, you charge here, do this. And I wasn't thinking about, you know, my movement phase at all. So I think I would have won if we would have played the whole game out, but th- that's where the theory comes out. Yeah, I was, I'm not a big fan of the theory crafting like that, like that, like last fast play for the last few turns because you got to finish the game. Right. Yep. And like, I, I kind of think to myself, like if that was the norm, which according to Reddit, it's not, you know, <laughs> but like if it was the norm, yeah, then I would build an army that is absolutely just demolishing the first one or two, three turns. Well, we talked about this because I was playing Tau and the crisis suits, they roll like, and and you think about every game that I played against you with Tau, it looked like it was over. Like that first one or two, three turns. I was like, there's no way I can come back from this. And then I'm just running. I'm running the entire time. I'm trying to just like capture objectives and all this stuff. And like, like, both I'm still in the game. I'm still in the game till the very end. Won. Well, that's just what I'm saying. Like it's like it's it that you like if you stay flexible through the whole game, you know. Yep. But if you were to tell me, you know, turn three, hey, do you think you won this? I'd be absolutely not. Like, yep. look what I have left. Right. The the towel list was is demoralizing at that middle point. I feel like yeah. But we blow each ourselves up. <laughs> yeah. So it hurts at the end, and yeah. Having all vehicles on the field hurts getting around buildings and stuff like that. So no, no, but that's that's really one of the things that like I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious to go to more events to see if because essentially with that little fast like you know I think in every game I made it to turn three yep. like turn three end of turn three maybe top of turn three on on one of them and it was one of those things where. Every game was like a, oh, we got 20 minutes left. It's like, oh, man, we only made it to the top of three, bottom of three. So we got to talk out the turn four and five on how this would work. We'll roll the big rolls. We'll we'll do yep. the, like, we'll draw our cards to see what we would have done, see if it was even possible. So you play those, like, quick games. And, like, if every event was like that, I would play with, like, a list that just absolutely smashed you first turn, yep. second turn, third turn. And it's like, oh, well, it's like, yeah, I'm not really good at, you know, killing infantry, but I'll smash everything else you have really quick, really fast, you know. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you may have mobility on me. Like, I, if, if that's the case, I see why whirlwinds, I see why Tau Crisis suits, I see why stuff like that is so big in the meta right now because yeah. it hits so hard at first, but it just because, like, it can hit you first. That's usually what it is. Yeah, it's but, not so much that. It would win at the end. It's just, it hits really, really hard. But it's not capturing objectives, you know. Eventually, it's going to get taken care of, you know. It, it really is one of those things where I, I, I'm curious to go to more events to see if that is the case or if maybe it was just the result of this type of event. Or Yeah. Uh, have we talked to Rick about it? I, I'm pretty sure. Rick I, said it is. Yeah. Rick, like I said, I don't know. But she's gone to quite a few events now, so... I don't know. I, I don't know if that's just a Texas thing, like here. It, it must be. I mean, I'm about to bust out the chess clock. I mean, that's going <laughs> to happen. Like, if, if, if I got to get, you know, if I'm, I'm trying to play the game, I'm trying to build an army the last five turns, and I'm, I'm busting out the chess clock. Yeah. If you bust your time, you bust your time. I'm sorry, brother. You brought Astro Militarum. You know, like, so the last turn, I'm going wild. I'm going buck wild. Yeah. I saw so, the chess clock there, so it's not uh, uncommon. Yeah, no. So, I don't know. I mean... Knowing that, I'm going to build my list differently. Yeah. You know, there, there's quite a bit that, you know, I learned just from those situations. Like, my my second game, I played Astra Militarum. I played against them. Yeah. And they've got so many useless shots. I was talking about that. Is like, I couldn't imagine. Like, orcs are doing really good right now. Yes. I couldn't imagine bringing an orc army. No, rolling all those sluggas and even in combat, rolling all those hits like it just it'd be overwhelming to roll all that in one one in one hour and 15 minutes. No, that's that's one of the big things with uh, with Astros. Like when I played them, you know, my big thing was, okay, because the guy actually took like a lot of transports. He took a lot of little units and things like that. Yeah. And 
you know, I think what took up the most time was, hey, I'm going to shoot your unit, your toughness six unit with all my last guns. It's like, okay, Street cool. three last guns. It's like, all right, they took a wound against this whole unit, but you just rolled 20, yeah. 20 last gun rolls against me. It's like, was it, was it worth it? Like, yeah. like, at that point, it's like... I think also at that point, you have to like know what is worth shooting and what's not worth shooting if you are going to... You know, chest clock it up. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's wild to me. It's like, oh, this guy has a pistol. Like, okay, we'll shoot your pistol then. Well, those twenty man blobs too. They have so many different weapon options that they could have. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, what does this guy shoot? Okay, I got one, two, three, three of those. Let me shoot these real quick. Just takes so much time. I got firing platformed by Camara against my uh, against my uh, inceptors. Yeah. And nothing happened. Like, every, like it was like flamers were in there. It was like last guns, everything from this Camara. Yeah. And like, I took like a couple of wounds and I was like, I mean, that was like 10 minutes of rolling that you just did. Like, yeah, it was sure. like, like I had to roll, you had to roll. Like, it was like a big deal. Like, that's, that's quite a bit of uh, effort to give this dude a wound. Right. Yeah. I mean, granted, if you had unlimited time, you would want to do that. You would I mean, want to what, chip off everything. That's what guard's all about. Just chipping away. Chipping away. But, I mean. Until they're big ones. Can't get there. It, it truly was. That game, I handedly won. And I just played objectives. Uh, that was the worst for me. Because on that game, we actually had the delayed reserves. Bro, don't even <laughs> get me started. Uh, that was the worst option. I've got... Three squads or two squads of inceptors. You know, I've got, uh, I've, I've got all sorts of stuff that just deep strikes in. I was like, you know what? Everything's starting on the table. I, this has bit me in the ass before. I'm just gonna not deep strike anything. Everything's starting on the table, and I yeah. did. And I, the the terrain was so dense because we were playing a, a kind of the the ITC format, and then we mm-hmm. also played the uh, what's it called? Where you have the, the templates the, or the uh, footprints. Yeah, footprints. The So we were playing footprints. And so I was just staying behind buildings. I know what a Rogaldorn does. I know what a Lehman Rust Exterminator does. He deployed on the right side. He deployed on one side. So I was just, you know, I'm going to stay on the opposite of that. Yep. And I'm just going to, it's like, I was kind of a messed up player where I was like, okay, cool. That Sentinel's within nine inches of me. That's a nine inch movement. And so like I was using Sentinels to move way faster than I should have, yep. using them to charge up and just fly past and I mean, get that's myself what I do in the cover. My squats. They're just so slow that <sighs> double rolling them charges. I'm praying for them nines all day. Yeah, it's like let me get this little turbo boost real quick, double of what I can normally move. Yeah. And so uh, it it was an easy game. I've played against guard, so I knew what's a target. I knew what was target priority and all this stuff. So like I had no problem running against guard. It was tr- sure. truly one of those things where I knew what I was playing. Something comfortable. Something comfortable. Sat right in. Okay, I know what to kill. Yeah. Uh, it was a good game for me. There was nothing I had to worry about in that one. So, uh, And the theory, not not talking shit about the player at all. The dude is really cool. Uh-huh. But the theory and kind of, uh, he was kind of struggling with it, right? Because he was like, he was a newer player, I, I remember. Yes. Uh, so he was like overestimating what some of his units could do at the end. Absolutely. And I mean, it really showed in the theory crafting yeah. and like, cause he said, well, this, my Lehman Russ would have killed this squad. And I said, it definitely would not have killed that squad. He's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, so he like, essentially, if you're thinking about like, you're, you're taking these answers, right? You say that unit, this is my answer for that unit. Yep. If you say a Rogel Dorn versus Michael's, uh, like I have a I have a squad that's called an Indometer squad. It's nothing but toughness six. Yeah, they're all three up saves. They got three wounds apiece. Uh, they're they're very very tough squad. And uh, in his mind, you know, Rogaldorn can kill that absolutely. Rogaldorn can do some damage to it, but not kill it. Not yeah. he's not going to wipe that squad. That that's in my head. I know I've got to avoid that. Yeah, well, Lehman Russ is not killing that squad. It's just not doing it. It's only got like two damage a piece. It's a D six roll on the, on the cannon, something like that. It's just not, like, probably doesn't even have enough shots to kill. It that. doesn't have enough shots to kill yeah. that unit. And so in his mind, he says, well, Lehman Russ would have killed this squad. And I was like, yeah. absolutely not. He's like, well, no, it would have. And the thing is in his mind, it would have. And that's all he dedicated to that squad. Yeah. So he sent that around the table to come take care of it. And I was like, well, for one, I told him, I said, I'll let you roll it. And I'll roll my wounds, and you can see. 
And so he did that. And then once he found out, it's like, oh, they're toughness six. Oh, they do this. Oh, they do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then when he, you know, killed a single model, he's like, oh, that's rough. I didn't know they were that strong. It's like, yeah. So that's yep. why I can't let you theory craft this, you killing this unit. And that's know? basically how the theory crafting goes. You know, <laughs> if it's, you know, a whole hearth, hearth guard going into, you know, two guys. Yeah. You kill that unit. Right. But if it's a Terminator squad versus my hearth guard, yeah, we're going to roll that out. We got to roll it out. Yeah. Because yeah, there's no, there's no, it's, it's all on the dice at that point. I could roll a lot of ones. You could roll a lot of two up saves. It, it, that's where the theory crafting kind of fails. Yeah. When you have like a newer player that doesn't understand that, I guess. Definitely. Definitely. Like I, I know, I knew what to be afraid of. And he thought he had answers that he was sending my way. Yeah. And then just weren't answers. You know, he thought, you know, <laughs> he was, he thought he was a one for one. <laughs> it's yep. like, no, it's not a one for one. Let me kill that real quick. You know? And then you could have like a really confident person that's really good at just like telling you what's going to happen. And if he seems more experienced or something, like you might just get bullied into losing a unit that you might not have lost or probably not have lost me being the person I am. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to bully this Astra player yep. with his theory crafting. And I was like, you can't, that's not going to work. Yeah. He's like, well, we need to roll it out. I was like, I'll gladly roll it out yeah, for yeah, you, but for I sure. promise it's not going to work that way. You think it is. So that did happen, but you know, I, I was really good about not bullying and not telling him how it's going to be. And so once that happened, he kind of got realized how tough these units were. We got a little bit deeper into theory crafting. And he realized that, you know, I would have done better. So I, I, end, I ended up winning, but it was, a lot of rolling in yeah. the theory crafting phase. <laughs> a lot of playing the theory crafting. But yeah, round two was a win for me. Nice. Um, yeah, I was set up right next to you. I was playing Necrons, which I've played before with my squats. And I've got my butt kicked pretty good. So going into it, I was already like, you know, what do I need to do? I know Lich Guard. I want to stay away from them. And then we get the mission, bro. Oh yeah, and I know we've already talked about the delayed reserves. It's it's a pen, it's, it's it's and punishing. let me tell you that it hurts when it's hamburger style deployment and it's long boarded. I mean short board edges. And, and you I move got five it, inches. I've moved five inches and I got to march across the field. There's no way I can't start start in deep strike. Right, delayed reserves is offensive. It is <laughs> it's offensive. Like, it's offensive. And it's not <laughs> supposed to be played at at the tournaments if you're using the. I, what, what cracks me up is like. When we practice all of our games, I was like, do we want to do delayed reserves? You know, do we want to, like, if we draw that, you're like, oh, no, they're not even going to use that events. So we don't have to worry about yeah, it. I mean, they have, like, the set, the set list of, like, uh, mission rules, missions, <laughs> and deployment. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about that. We get the mission rule where you draw three more mission rules and you put those on the table. Uh huh. So we got delayed reserves. We got, uh, advancing of, of a six you roll a six you get a mortal wound uh -huh. i can't remember what the last one was didn't really affect me too much but then the primary on top of this takes away the center objective that's right and what did i say i like doing Sitting taking that center, center objective <laughs> yeah it's just the absolute worst for you bro i was like what am i gonna do so deployment like i said i set up where i can shift either way oh yeah he put lich guard on one side i said fuck Q and I went the other way and I just shifted everything that way. Explain to people what Lich Guard is, especially for the newer players. Uh, Lich Guard, they're just um, most of the Necrons, Lich Guard unit. The yeah, Lich Guard unit. The Lich Guard unit is a 10 man blob. They take a leader with them that does all kinds of things for them. They have a four up save or two up, four up. So two up save, four up invuln, and then a five up feel no pain. Oh, yeah. It's almost impossible to kill them. And they hit like trucks. And they stand back up. And they stand back up. They <laughs> they can reanimate inside your face. They can... It, it's it's the most annoying unit that I've played against in 40k, I think. So you just put it on your do not touch list. It's, yeah, it's just like, that side is dead to me. He put them on an objective and never moved them, right? It's yours. Keep it. Yeah, didn't care. But that means I had to push to his objective. I had to push hard to his objective. And he... Necrons have so many units that he can screen out his backline so well that I couldn't deep strike back there. So I was, I moved slow. And then plus delayed reserves in and addition. delayed reserves on top of it. So like I was sweating. First round, 
I see he put his uh, reanimator just in a dumb spot, I think. I, I got a pretty easy angle with it with my Hecaton. Blew it right off the map. I was like, I need that gone. No Good. more coming coming back in my face Good call. for even more, right? That's first thing gone. Second thing, he had a 20-man blob of uh, warriors, and they were just out in the open. Grenade launchers went to town. But I got to shoot. So I had a tempting target, turn one. My bikes easily get there. And like, that's where your opponent actually says, this is the target you need to go yeah. to. So they pick a, a point in no man's land. I was on all the points. Uh-huh. There's only two. Um, and I have to take that point. So I was like, okay, I got this. No problem. Boom. I shoot the warrior's unit. Um, and he has a guy. If you shoot something within six inches of that unit, he gets to shoot back like it's his shooting face. He doesn't shoot the guy that shot. He can shoot anybody on the field. Excellent. Bam, shoots my bikes. My bikes are dead. They're no longer on the objective marker that I have to get my tempting target. So I'm already behind in my secondaries that I like to get ahead on. Yep. So mission's not going well, but then my grenade launchers came through. I played a horde unit, a 20-man unit, and I rolled 73 attacks, and I took sustained two, uh, or sustained two with those with my stratagem. So it probably came out to around 100 attacks that, or 100 grenade launchers that I shot at them obliterated the warrior squad he couldn't bring him back they were done smoked him because if none are alive you can't bring him back yeah so at least one has to be alive which is not an easy feat yeah it's hard to get them especially because i did it with basically one unit of just exploding into him he couldn't like reanimate between my two units because usually you can spend a cp and reanimate i just smoked them off the board 35 minutes of rolling later (laughs) for real bro (laughs) It was really fast, actually. I was just rolling them in tens, and I was just pumping them out. Um, I mean, it still took a minute, but yeah. definitely fast, faster than I've done in the past. I try to speed it up. Um, so I took out that unit. He had a unit that did flat six damage, and he was shooting my Hecatons with. They had to go. Second, second round, that was the priority. And then my delayed reserves come in, and I roll two ones. Oh, my goodness. And you have two big units of Hearthguard. Ten-man yep. Hearthguard squad. 360 points apiece, right? Yeah. Almost <laughs> half my army. Couldn't 700 come in. points stuck in the ether right yeah, now. Couldn't so, come in. So you're playing with, like, 1,230 points versus 2,000 on the table. Yep. Rough. It was very rough. Um, surviving. You're surviving. He deep strike behind me. Sandwiched. sandwiched. Yep. Luckily, half of his army is on the other side of the board but i'm getting sandwiched um my bikes that were holding my back objective got hit got down to one guy and let me tell you all folks when i said that we were making fun of Battleshock test oh yeah i learned my lesson i respect it i'm sorry gw uh i took a Battleshock test every time because they he just left them alone once they were Battleshocked. i failed every battle shock i lost me six points on yep. primaries. Because oh, of OC dropping to zero is a big deal. Yeah, so six points I didn't get. That's important later on. Um, I make a push. Third round, my guys finally come in. Get them both in. His Lich Guard charge into me. But I'm six inches away. And I get to heroic intervention in with my other squad. So now I have 40 Hearth Guard against his 10 Lich Guard. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, he had a bad day. He split his attacks into two different units. Why he did that, I don't know. I lost five uh, hearth guard and he had no lich guard at the end. Mm. Uh, made a charge into his back line and then we theory crafted it out. Um, I was down by a good margin because of everything that we just talked about. And I came back and lost by two points. So those six points that I lost because of Battleshock would have won me the game. That's it. That's it. (laughs) That is how it works. I think the score is 64 to 62. That is so rough, dude. It was just like worst case scenario for me on that second game. It was, I had all the odds against me. No, it was a rough mission to play against. It definitely was. And then, but was happy because I came really, really close to, to winning it still. I guess the army that I've struggled with in the past. Could you imagine if you had your, Hearthguard in. I would have rolled it, bro. Yeah, it would have been great. I would have rolled the mission. If I had center objective and 
Didn't have delayed reserve. Been great. Yeah. So, so that sent me going in uh, 0 and 2 until last round, and you 1 and 1, correct? Yes, 1 and 1. Okay. And then so they pair you up, you know, Swiss style. So you you play against somebody who has the same winning track as, as you. Yeah. And so I played. Oh, wait. No, I guess not. That I guy was 2 and 0. The guy I played yeah. against was 2 and 0 with his uh, brand new. Firestorm, uh, uh, Salamanders New Army. It was uh, it was wild, man. I would say that there are very few games where I felt like I could make no ground. And my army, you know, I, I'm playing against another Space Marine player. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what units do. I've looked at every single unit in the Space Marine Codex. I know exactly how it operates, what it can do, up and yep. down. So the game goes by pretty quick because I can quickly, I think we've talked about this plenty of time, is being able to identify target priority is so huge. And so I knew it's like, okay, Vulcan with this Inferno squad, that's going to be target priority, but I need to really worry about, you know, let draw him into my deployment zone. And then I'll like, he pushed extremely hard, brought in a storm Raven. That's a big flyer that carries a redemptor dreadnought, a bunch of dudes. Second time he, that the storm Ravens hurt you, huh? He drop potted in my deployment zone with uh, oh drop pods too yeah so he was in my deployment zone but luckily because I play Death Watch I can spend a CP to pull two of my units and move them anywhere on the table and so I yanked those bad boys up and put them on his side of the table because like <laughs> hey it's free real estate over here baby <laughs> yeah for real and so uh, I took his side um, one of the big things I think we haven't really talked about in my list that is Chef's Kiss is my infiltrator squad with my librarian oh, in it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about it on here, but I've talked about it a ton. <laughs> and I know it's making eyes open because Rick ran three of those squads against me the other night, and it was a pain. Yeah, it is It is an excellent squad. It's essentially the way infiltrator special rule works is they don't allow any deep strikers or, I guess, uh, reinforcements to come in within 12 inches of them. And what's even crazier about that is you have to they have to be over 12 inches away. And then in addition, you put a librarian of Phobos armor on top of that who essentially extends that out further because he gets a special rule too. But he also gives that squad the kind of the lone operator rule. So nobody outside of 12 inches can shoot them. So if something is essentially a deep striker that's going to say, hey, I'm going to kill this unit that's sitting on your back objective – it's got to stay outside of 12, so you get two turns to prep for it and get ready for it before it's actually on your back yeah, objective. That, that's the big thing um, about deep striking. You're nine inches away, but it's not nine inches away. It's more than nine inches away, so you're technically 9.00001, whatever. Yep. So you can't shoot that unit because you're 12.0001 away from them. So you're more than 12 inches, so you can't shoot at that unit. Yeah, so like essentially you think about, like, let's talk about a squad that has, like, assault bolters that have range 18. Yeah. I don't care if I am have to deploy 12 inches away from you. I'll still light you up, get you off of that back objective. Yeah. But because I'm blind outside of that 12 inches, you get to basically get an additional turn sitting on that objective, and I'm sitting out in the open with nobody to fight, and you get to plan it out. I mean, the the, the it's not a great squad actually fighting, but... It essentially locks out your back objective for they do their job. It locks out your back objective for first turn, second turn. Nothing can happen to it until third turn. Yep. And by then, you've already kind of made some concessions. You know what you need to do, where you're at on the table. And a lot of people see them on there and they just say, nope, not touching it. Yep. Not dealing with it. Yeah. So um, being able to conga line them, kind of, you know, just space oh, them yeah. out, you just get so much. I mean, you're denying probably. 36 inches of a board. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I only run, run one squad and it's, 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 it's pretty offensively like large. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I just played that squad that had everything had loan operative. Uh, yeah. Not fun. It's rough. It's very rough. Uh, so yeah, that game, I just could not get around any of the units. There was, uh, uh, the, he did the same thing. He had that back infiltrator squad, I've got a ton of stuff that deep strikes, and so I was finding myself kind of locked out of that back objective. Yep. And, and once I landed and kind of this one squad passed all of its saves, I tried to push back into objectives, and he brought everything back with the Raven, uh, <laughs> the Storm Raven, and then just pushed me back out. And yep. by turn three, there was no question he had won. There was absolutely no question yep. that he had locked me out. And so uh, 
I lost that game. And and, and that guy went 3-0. He's a very good player. So For sure. So, but yeah. I saw people over there all day. They they're frustrated. It was that, a, that it, list was hard. It was a fast, very fast list a and thick aggressive, list. aggressive list. Extremely thick, too thick. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, my last game, I so it was me and the other guy that went zero and two basically. Um, he was running custodes. He had he played TTS as well, and he had another list that he wanted to bring, but like us, didn't have the models. So he brought this list, and he brought the sisters, and the sisters in with custodes, they're just rough. I'm gonna sisters of silence, yeah, a little yeah. toughness three, three yeah, of armor I save. Mean, yeah, I saw them. They kind of reminded me of the Arbites, like oh that scoring. First thing I do is just blast them off, and I'm like, okay, you know they gotta be tough, like ne- I mean like custodes, negative. Them things are weak as hell. <laughs> so like half his army is just gone. I mean, not points-wise, but, like, model-wise, half his army is just gone. And then my my uh, hearth guard are just so, so tanky because they have, if you're above uh, strength of my toughness, you minus one to your wound. It's which, significant. Which custodes have as well, so he's very familiar with the rule, but... Usually, Custos just can go smack anything, and he wasn't able to do that against my Because they're strength six, right? Yeah. So, strength six against toughness five? No, no, no. They're strength, they're strength seven. Oh, strength seven versus toughness, toughness six. six. Yeah. So, instead of hitting on threes, they hit on fours. Yeah. That's significant. That's significant. A, yeah. Or wounding on fours, yeah. Yeah, wounding on fours, my bad. Yeah. Uh, pretty significant. And then I have the judgment tokens to counteract that from him. So, I was still wounding on four. I mean, wounding on threes. Oh, bonkers. Yeah, so... It, it just I the dude was super cool. Uh new newer player, still working on a list, and he was talking to me about the other list. Seems way more uh tournament ready, I guess. Um but yeah, I we we theory crafted like I think the last round because our game went pretty fast. And I think I won a hundred to sixty seven. But um uh for him he he hadn't scored above thirty something all day, so he doubled his score that game, so he was really happy. And we kind of talked about his list afterwards because we had some extra time. Really cool dude. Um, but yeah, it was a. I play Custodes a lot against Sprinter. I know what they do. I know unit priority is kind of like you playing, you know, your Space Marines. Oh yeah. Um. So it was a pretty easy matchup for me, and yeah, I walked away with the win. So. I would love to. Did you give that guy's info to get him into the Discord so we can play with him? On so TTS? he's on the Discord. I just gotta find him. Oh, he's already here. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, our Discord. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, we should definitely get that guy. I can yeah. find him. Get him in there. Play some games with him. Super cool, dude. So I guess like overall, like if you could take one thing from this event, like what what did you take from it? Um, my list was not ready. Okay. Um. As you know, I've changed quite a bit on my list. I did see that, yes. And I think it's way more suited for me. I was really struggling with the tactical, with how slow my units are. Um, I had fast units that I thought would be really good at doing tactical, but so did everybody else know that. So they had target priority, and the first things gone were always my bikes, and then I was left with a bunch of slow dudes. Mm -hmm. So I think um, I'm thinking about running fixed, actually, even though we've talked against it, but I think for this army... Um, it's one of the few armies that fixed really works because of how slow they are and how tanky they are as well. So, um, I'm thinking about running fixed. I've been running, I replaced the bikes with some Sagittars, which are just smaller, uh, land fortresses. They're basically like our rhinos, but they hit a lot harder than rhinos. I think, um, taking two units of the little warriors, um, I can split those up into five man groups. So, Essentially, I'm getting like way more units on the board and can do a lot more things on the board. And that's kind of what I learned is that I was taking too few of units. And I needed some of those throwaway units. I mean, even when I'm talking to myself with those little warriors, because they do have some decent shooting. They have a rail gun. They have a plasma beamer. I'm like, this is a throwaway unit. We don't care about it. Like my, my hearth guard got the job done damage-wise. My land fortress can do damage. These guys are just... They're just my tools to go cleanse objectives, you know, capture the the objectives. These are they have sticky as well, so you got to have them. Yeah, I just I get that bloodlust like you, and I'm like, hey, this unit could shoot, but I don't need it to. Like I gotta, 
I'm still struggling with talking myself. I think I've done a pretty good job. And I've uh, since I've been running the list, I, I've gone 4 and 0 with it, but haven't seen everything, of course, with it. I would say one thing that I've learned is not every unit in your army is supposed to be badass. Yeah. I think it's the same thing that you brought. It's like you like if you guys out there listening, y'all are going to learn anything from this. If you're running all badass units, you look at every single unit you have and you're like they can do excellent this 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 this. Take one of those units and split it up into two not badass units. Yep. Two regular units because what's going to happen is is you're going to find yourself in an event and you're going to think everything's going to be badass, it's going to be awesome. And then you're going to realize you're going to pull a card that's going to say, oh, man, I need to be on that objective over there. I need to cleanse something. But I need this guy to kill this squad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no. You've got to. That guy should have been over there. You, I'm not you could have been in two places at once. on this squad, but you'll waste 100 points on. I'm not going to cleanse. I'm not going to cleanse with the CEO, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, no. You got to have the custodians, man. They got to yeah. be there. You got to have them. And I think that's what I realized my army was. I was taking all of these elite units. I'm taking inceptors and dominators. I'm taking, you know, just big, chunky, beefy boys. Everything can kill everything. It's like, well, what happens when I need to cleanse a unit? Yep. What, I mean, we talked about it. It's what, not a killing game. Yeah. What 300-point unit am I going to use to go cleanse? You know? Yeah. You got to have the custodians. You got to have the, like, the, the people who make things run. You got to have the, the, the trash men, right? They got to be in there. Not everybody yep. can go be... You know, engineers and all this bad stuff. You gotta have the people that make shit run for sure. And I think that's what I learned was I need to to diversify my army a little bit and 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 get it a little bit more tactical, not tactical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, having the warriors also, they are OC two each. So like five guys is OC ten on something chunk. Yeah, I mean you gotta put a whole Terminator squad and good luck. I said what. Yeah, <laughs> so you what, deep strike on that? Like, I, be, I bet you're not. <laughs> cool. We'll just hang out together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's my objective, but we can both be on it. <laughs> like, they're weak, but, like, if you position them right, you just, it makes it super hard for that uh, enemy unit to go capture that objective. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, man, that is, I'm glad we had this breakdown. We're at that hour mark, so uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, once again, just want to reiterate that we do have a Discord Go to any any browser, typed in www.warhammerdiscord.com, and you can get into that Discord. Play with us on TTS. Uh, come tell us about your first tournament, um, and let us know how you're doing out there. Yeah, please. I want to see more lists. So Yeah, definitely. We want to see how you guys are going, see how you guys are making your way through these tournament traps as well. So thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one.